0: Welcome to the Ladies at the Lab podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I want you to come on a journey with me as I navigate the world of digital marketing, women in leadership, and pretty much everything in between. Each week, you can expect me to talk about all things trending, work-life balance, and how I'm keeping things fun in all the places. Are you ready to pump up the jam? If so, let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ladies of the Lab podcast. I'm really excited; the energy is high in here today. Um, today, I have Chelsea Floyd. Who Hello, is with MTSU. Uh, she works in their marketing, specifically with sports and fan engagement. So she's a fan girl, a sports girl, a marketing girl, a hustler. Um, and her energy is great. Also, I wore my MT. I know. I saw it. I was like, she's got MT on and I don't. You see? It represents on the back. And then I'll just show you the picture. My husband also had his MTSU shirt on today. And I was like, I have to take a picture so that I can show, so show Chelsea that we are in it to win it. And
1: I showed up not in MTSU. <laughs> so I was like, I always wear MTSU. So I was like, I'm going to dress up a little bit. That's funny.
0: Um, But anyway, we're just excited to have a conversation um, about you know, kind of what we got going on, just personally, but then also professionally, the stars align for us. Our our paths cross Is that a word? That's not a word in a lot of different ways. It it's a word. Okay, praise God. Um, so I know Chelsea specifically from Garage Bar because she's an instructor at Garage Bar. Um, And then we go to church together. Church, yeah. So you go to the same service with me at church, which is not normal because it, there's five so certain, many people. <laughs> there's so many people, and so we see each other there. She's been to Borough Business Lab before, Um, and then, like I said, our our jobs are similar and we're in similar fields. And so, and you represent Murfreesboro. You are Miss Murfreesboro. Thank you. Put it I know on. I wrote it on the wall back there. <laughs> <laughs> Do not listen. Let it be heard that she is Miss Murfreesboro. We should do, like, a whole series on, like, seven degrees of separation from Chelsea Floyd. Like, who doesn't know? Who
1: doesn't? And see, I didn't come up with that. People call me that, and I'm like, but I'm not from Murfreesboro. And they're like, yeah, but everyone in Murfreesboro knows you.
0: Yeah, but I – and this is not to, like, to horn or blow hot air. You have such a warm and kind personality, and – I really feel like you're genuinely excited to see me. And like, I just mentioned that my friend was in her class and you're like, Oh, I love her. She's my sweet one. And I'm like, I think she feels that way about me too. I feel that about everybody. I just, I just love positive energy. Well, not even that, like nobody's nice anymore. No. And it's like, if you know me, please say hi. Yes. And if I wave and you don't
1: remember me, just wave back. Yeah. Like,
0: or just go, I'm sorry. do I know you from somewhere.
1: Like, just be honest. And like, I'm so self-conscious that like, I'm always like, does that person like me? Does that person not like me? And so I'm like always overly nice.
0: Yeah. But I think that there's just something to be said about it's why, why, why would you just keep your head down and walk past me? You should say, you should say hi to me. So if you ever catch me not, going to call you out. Either that or I'm literally have no idea what's happening. I also have RBF. So if I look at you and I have RBF, it's not you. It's me. That's just my face. And honestly,
1: people that know me on, from social media or just know me in person know that my mother's my best friend. But I'm also completely terrified of her. And she
0: raised me like, you are to be nice to people. Yes, ma'am. People should remember you with a smile
1: on your face. And, like, she will call me out.
0: <laughs> I don't know. We could get into psychological issues though. later. Like, with
1: that, cause that's a lot of pressure. It is so much pressure because that's how my mom is. Like, that is how she's known. Like, she's known to not meet a stranger. And we get annoyed because we'll be on an elevator and she'll talk to a random person. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to be her.
0: Mm-hmm. does she live here now
1: she isn't everyone in murfreesboro has been trying to convince her because we should start a movement i call her so i call her mom Ma- i call her mommy like that's our thing i call her mommy but when i talk to people like i call her jerry but now everyone <laughs> in murfreesboro calls her jerry and she comes up she goes this person said hey jerry who is that and i'm
0: like well mom everyone knows you Yeah, no, sweet. do y'all talk like every day uh
1: like seven times a day
0: I love that. Do you have siblings or is it just you?
1: No, I have a brother and we're actually eight years apart. So I am the only girl eight years apart from my brother. And he's older. And he's older. But we're, my mom calls us twins that were born eight years apart. That's That's how close we are.
0: I love that you're that close. My brother's six years older than me. We're really close too. But boys are different than girls. They don't call them mamas. You know what I mean? Like you probably, uh, uh, does he talk to her seven times a day? You know what? The funny part is
1: they fight more than me and her do. Mm -hmm. But it's always a competition with us on who calls her first on Sundays or who calls her first. Or I talked to mom today. Have you talked to mom today?
0: I love that. So
1: it's really weird, but yeah, they're the first to bicker, but that's because they're the most alike. I love, well, if he's a firstborn, he's, a,
0: oh, he's such a firstborn. And I bet you're a baby. I am a baby. <laughs> You get You give me JoJo energy. She's our baby. And JoJo is just a whole personality and a whole mood. She makes people laugh. Like, she controls and commands a room. Like, you have that in the most affectionate way. You have that. But I'm like, you are giving me JoJo energy because she's like, I'm here. I love it
1: because how is your older child? Because my brother is the most she's introvert. Your... He doesn't speak.
0: Well, Sadie is more introverted than JoJo, but... I'm not. It's weird. Like Sadie has the very firstborn tendencies, which I have. I'm the firstborn girl, and there's six years between my, me and my brother. So he has more first. He has more only child vibes than firstborn vibes, and he's the only boy. So I have firstborn tendencies, and she and I like structure. We like order. We like rules. We like stay in the lines. We like don't screw around. But I'm extrovert. Like thrive off of being with others, she can take that time to be by herself and she's fine with it. So, it's interesting. Yeah. But you give me listen. I just need to let you channel Jojo. I'm just going to be Jojo. Take no, it. take her with you sometime <laughs> and just teach her the ways because I think that she has a real shot. Real, 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 There's a career right there in her future. You can
1: ask anybody. I take people's children all the time for fun. Like, I'm like, do you want me to do you want me to watch them? We go get ice cream. Aww. We can go do all kinds of things. She would
0: really like that. And then you can you can wield that energy because I think. She will be an entertainer. Like, she will be a personality of sorts. Like, you have a talk... Sh- you need a talk show. I don't know why you don't have one. Everyone Everyone telling? says us? that.
1: Every- funny joke. My mom calls me Oprah. Yes. But I'm going to tell you why my mom calls me Oprah. And so so it's, <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny. It's funny in the aspect. She's like, you need your own show. You just... That's... You remind me of Oprah. Oprah wants to talk to everybody. Yeah. But also... Oprah will tell you about yourself for things that she has not experienced. Like she'll tell you about being married. Chelsea, you've not been married. She'll tell you how to raise your kids. Chelsea, you've not
0: had kids. So she's like, yeah, you're definitely Oprah. And now I'm like, what is your number one tip for married people? I don't have one. <laughs> She's just like. But like, like, you'll get in the conversation. But I'll get in the
1: conversation. She's like, but you can have the conversation with people. Yeah. Like, you don't have kids, but you can talk to, you can, you say the most, like, meaningful things, and yeah. you'll just take them back to your kid, and you're like, she not even
0: have kids. But I think that that should, well, how old are you, can I ask that? I just turned 30. Oh, I forgot. I did. Man, that's something we need to talk about, because 30 was my favorite year, dude.
1: I have felt like. I've been 30 for like five years. I've wanted to be in my thirties forever.
0: I'm an old soul. I will tell you though, uh, 30, I literally, it is like scratched into my brain. It was my favorite year. Like I knew who I was. I knew what I wanted. Yes. I finally felt confident about the direction I was going in. Like, Felt different about inside my body. Like, there was so much about 30 that I had I had a lot of therapy by that point. Like, I was like, man, I'm ready to do the thing. I'm three weeks in, and I feel like a whole new person. But Isn't that funny?
1: It's crazy. Oh,
0: let's see. But what I was going to say is, I think that the, being able to bring something to a conversation, even if you don't have experience, just so it shows a level of maturity. It, it sounds who you're surrounding yourself with and that you liked and enjoy and appreciate a many, meaningful conversation.
1: Absolutely. Like, I have friends... Like, and I make sure like my friend group is diverse. Like I have friends, I have two kids, I have older friends, I have younger friends, you know, friends that have experienced things that I haven't so that I can feed off them, learn from them, but then also have those friends that maybe haven't been in the place that I've been in yet and just be that listening person for them.
0: Well, perspective is everything. I don't like I had dinner last night with my friend. I think she's in maybe her mid fifties. And she's got kids that are getting married and I can have the same conversation with her that I can have with you. And I don't ever want to lose the perspective of what it was like in my 30s or being, you know, kind of established in my career, like really getting the balls and the confidence to do X, Y or Z because you have that experience under your belt. And so I don't want to forget what that's like. And that's why I do think it's so important to have a group of people. Um, in different stages and phases of life.
1: Yeah, or if you ask my mom, all my friends are in their 50s and 60s because they're all her
0: friends. Do you like? Do you go to bed early like old people? I'm old and I go to bed at, I have been up late the last couple of nights, but normally I'm like 9, 15.
1: So this is more of been finding yourself. So I'll say this. I have always been the person, I'm not a morning person and I'm not a night person. I used to love to go to bed about 10 o'clock. Yeah. I'm up at eight. I know I'm supposed to be at work at nine, but I just, I love sleep. But I was finding myself being so tired more through the day. And like, I'm a nap girl. Like, I can get, you can give me a 15 minute nap and I'm Mm -hmm. ready to go. Yeah. But I started doing research on finding your time to sleep. Yeah. I'm on the go 14 hours a day. My body has adjusted to that. So, you know. I did this little thing where it's like a couple weeks where you go to bed earlier. You play with your hours. And mm. I've learned that
0: my body sets on six and a half hours of sleep. and My best is six hours. You give me six hours and I'm boss.
1: But I have to force myself to stay up. So a good book. But about 1130 is when I finally shut it down for Nice. Night.
0: I love that. We have that in common. And
1: then I make sure I'm up at 630 for a devotional. And nice. that's something I used to not do because yeah. I just lay in bed on my phone. Well, I'll just go back to sleep. Yeah. So finding ways to get my mind moving in the mornings would just get me up and going.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Okay. well, we'll get into our normal segments. I feel like that was quite the uh, segue to kind of what we've been up to. What's up with you? Um, It's Wednesday. It's middle of the week, so it's a little bit weird to do a weekend recap. But I would just like to ask people what they've been up to. And I can share you can share whatever works best for you.
1: So, my weekends look different. I, like Megan says, work in athletics. Yeah. So, this weekend was football for me. It was homecoming. And it was homecoming. And I'm an MTSU alum. So, I got the best of both worlds. Dude, that was a packed weekend, though. And I was sick. Oh, boy. But the thing about it is I'm sick, but I have to be on my A game. Mm-hmm. Because it's... Uh, people know me and yeah. so when I'm out it's like good morning at five in the morning hello how are you like, You're like I feel like crap I'm like I feel really bad but I can't be like that so but I thrive in crowds and situations and football like yeah. I grew up loving football and so it's just where I want to be. Yeah, we
0: um, uh, you know, Liz from, Grosborough, Georgia. Yes, she
1: was actually taking care of me as I was sick this weekend. Was she? She was like, "You need some tea with some honey." Uh
0: huh. She knows, but we were we run on Saturday mornings, and she lives right there off of campus, and so we run down around the square, and then we pop up back through. Um, Middle Tennessee, and they had all the balloons and the music and stuff like that. I was like, man, I love that about Murfreesboro so much. I think we've talked about this before, like, that it's a college town, like, and and campus is so beautiful, especially, like, coming up on this time of year. It's so lovely. So, it had a whole... Like, home team, like, team spirit. It
1: does. And I and I feel like homecoming is that one weekend that I feel like everyone in the community is involved. And I just have a soft spot from TSU because I went there. Yeah. And I might have a little obsession with it. People say that, like, you're never leaving TSU. No
0: judgment. But it's,
1: I, I love it. I love this community. I love Murfreesboro. Yeah. From the day I stepped foot in Murfreesboro, which my mom would tell you, like, I knew nothing I came up here as a track runner for a state meet and we just walked around campus and I was like, I want to go here. And she's like, you've never even been in Murfreesboro. And I was like, Nope, I like the town. I can see myself living here. You imprinted. I I (laughs) like, I really think it was God saying you need to be right
0: here. Mm -hmm. And I left for three months and I think it was the worst three months of my life. I think that there's something really special about that type of clarity. Um, And I don't know, I moved away from Murfreesboro and grew up a lot outside of Murfreesboro and it was like I have to go home. Like I knew that I had to come home. Like this is home for me. And it is not I mean, there's something there's so many special things about it, but it is just like people gravitate and it, it they leech on. They're like, I can't it's so good.
1: And it's so weird because people are like, What do you love about
0: Murfreesboro? Uh uh, I just love Murfreesboro. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I think for me, it was the fact of finding a church that you don't want to be without. Yeah. Um, They were there for me. Probably. I didn't know who I was and church was there for me and popping up at my door. And I'm like, you guys don't even know who I am. And I think psychos. Yes. (laughs) It's because you know, everybody and a little backstory about that. um,
0: I'm listening. I'm just
1: checking. A big part about my life is I lost um, my dad 20. Oh my goodness. 2020, 20. Yeah. 2020. So it's Mm -hmm. almost been three years. And I had really just got back into going to experience. My dad was very involved in church and, yeah. you know, we grew up, same church we grew up in. And I, I guess I told people at garage bar, I took a week off. Like, you know, I kind of just was away and I came home from the funeral and on my doorstep were flowers and the flowers from experience community church. And I was like, I, I I've never spoken to any, like just never spoken to anyone. And I think that meant a lot to me because people noticed that I wasn't around. And I think that went for the whole community. Like people knew something was wrong.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Like, I mean, our church does love and take care of this community so well. They're so involved with so many different organizations and causes. And so I'll kind of segue from that into my weekend, not to steal, but, um, I did worship night on Friday night and, um, I guess you didn't get to go. No. And it's my
1: favorite worship that's like my favorite thing matter of fact fun fact my first worship night was at the fountains
0: was it really that gives me chill vibes. graves in the garden oh man that was a good one I didn't I didn't sing that one but it was special because I needed to be there for different reasons and all that sort of thing exactly that's when
1: I met my actually that's when I met my life group was uh, at that those girls have been my best friends to this day that's who we go to church with it's
0: a special spot but it was a great night and um a lot we we always have either a nonprofit that we partner with or a cause. Last year it was teachers and it literally gutted me. I was like, this is so important. Like our educators don't make enough money. They don't have enough support. They're buying their own paper towels. Like this is dumb. I hate it. What can we do to like help and support? And so last year the fall worship night went towards educators and this year it was first responders and I like literally just to see the the police department and other people walking around and like the gratitude that they were verbally expressing. Like it was huge. I'm anxious to hear, not because of us, not to give glory to any anybody there, but like just what the Lord did to bring that that need uh, provision. I'm excited to hear how much we raised. So anyway.
1: yeah, I think, and I think that's one thing that I like. I think it's more of giving back to community and knowing how much, care about the community because I always want to give back uh teachers my best friends are teachers um and I know how much they struggle I have best friends husbands that are police officers and I couldn't even imagine what they go through right but those teachers and those police officers those first responders that's what makes our community what it is and anytime that I can give back or I, I put myself with people that give back yeah but
0: that's Murfreesboro I really like, honestly, I mean, even Borough Business Lab, we did our prom this year and it, you know, the funds raised from that went to benefit Isaiah 117 house. And so I feel like most people have a posture of, we don't want to just hoard for ourselves. We're not, you know, I mean, obviously you've got people that are in it for the wrong reasons, but most, most of the hearts, especially of the small business and the community and the organizations that care and, and thrive, honestly, They care about other people. You hit it right on the
1: coffin. People ask, like my family, why do you love Murfreesboro? It's the local business. It's the local support. Yeah. And we're such a large town. I mean, third fastest growing in the nation. It's nuts. But it doesn't feel like that. We feel like we are a very small town. Everyone knows everyone or you know someone that someone knows. Yeah. And I can't walk in a building without someone just
0: chit-chatting. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Well, that's a little bit about our weekends. It was lovely. It feels like fall. It's getting there. It's hot as doo doo today. It's getting there, but it's getting there. (laughs) It's getting there. Um, This is my favorite, or one of my favorites. My favorite is the Tree of Trust. But one of my favorites is talking about just um, things that are trending or popular item or show or kind of what your vibe is, what you're stuck on, can't get off of. Um, I have mine ready, but I'll let you go first if you want to. That's my favorite.
1: All right, what am I? What? Which one am I doing?
0: Anything? What's the trend? It, whatever your whatever you're stuck on, it could be your drink of choice, your beauty product, whatever your treasure.
1: Okay, so I'm stuck on two things that mm-hmm. I know will come to my head. First, beauty product mm-hmm. because I am on the go. 14 hours a day. I have found one. It's called One Size by Patrick Starr. You can't get it right now because it's sold out everywhere. But I paid $40 to get the little travel size off off Amazon. It is a setting spray that lasts. I don't believe you. I didn't believe it either because it doesn't come out liquid. It's almost like hairspray. But you don't feel it. Do you have it on now? I do. It looks solid. And it will stay. That's number one. Number two I like to be ahead of the game. I always love to be ahead of the game. But everyone is just now getting on Suits because it's on Netflix
0: now. Everybody's talking about
1: Suits. I was a Suits fan when it was on USA. You knew Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle before Meghan Markle was (laughs) Meghan Markle. So I am re-watching it. Okay. And I cannot stop watching it because I'm trying to keep up with everybody else now.
0: My sister watched it and I kind of. I don't know why. I just was like, whatever. Like, it's like a medical drama. It's like I can't take one more medical drama. It is. But I need a good show hole. I need to get after fall break. I'm gonna be depressed. So when I come home, I need to get on the suits. It Everybody really is good. It. it
1: really is good.
0: And Amanda's on suits. I was Amanda- like, I'm re- oh, Amanda Kelly. Yeah. I was like, I'm rewatching it because everybody's watching it now dude okay well that's i'm gonna have to get in there i'm gonna have to get in there especially for all the christmas shows because like come like middle of november through december i'm off off any television because i've got all my christmas shows really and movies so what are you into i know that this is going to touch something special in you because i have seen things on your instagram feed i can't stop thinking about travis kelsey and taylor swift are you? We can't have this discussion. No, this is an important discussion. This is important because he just need.
1: released a podcast today about her.
0: Yes, I have two bumps. I need to listen to it. Is it with his brother? Yes. Okay, so I talked about this. I think week before last on the podcast. I watched the Kelsey documentary. Did like I hate the Philadelphia Eagles. Let it be known, but like Precious Jason Kelsey is a tender <gasps> butt, and the two of them like the brothers, and then they had the jason's wife on the podcast and the three of them i was like mama i know it's so much so then after that the whole the taylor thing was out there like maybe this is a thing but then she was at the game and broke the internet yet again on sunday and i'm gonna be you might lose followers
1: no never would i ever i am not for this because you like Travis Kelsey. Because I love... Well, I like Hopefully. Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I do like Taylor Swift people. I uh-huh. like Taylor Swift. I love her music. Hey, and this
0: is free free from judgment if you don't like her, you don't like but her. But I think she does a lot of things for publicity. Oh, 100%. This is a stunt. I do not think they're actually dating. See, that's how I feel about Kim Kardashian. Like, I think that she is literally a walking publication. Literally, how can I get pub That's now here's my shameful thing. thing i am a kardashian Get, non 411 i'll tell you everything going on in the kardashian life i'm gonna follow it i live that way. i love the kardashians i love them and but it yes. is disgusting and guilty It's and guilty i love it but i feel i'm with you but here's the thing there was a podcast yesterday it was i think Pardon my take it was it was a dude podcast that my husband sent me a clip of um and it was like Travis Kelsey is a monster in his own field. Like, he might be the second best, best tight end of all time. And he's not ugly. No. He, and my husband and I have had this conversation, so this is a free space. He's not ugly. He's a special man. But the two of them together, I think, he, I think his jersey sales on Monday went up like 300%.
1: Like, I think they both know what they're doing. Yes. Now, if it's real. I'm all for it. If Boom. it's real, I love it. I love it. Yeah. But if you both are doing it to gather some money. Shame on you. And some views. Because
0: we're all looking at you. Success. Because Travis, I'd love you. <laughs> here, here first. I love you. You have somebody that will have your babies. <laughs> I don't need you to get your views on your jersey. <laughs> I don't need to sell any more jerseys. Um, I think he's a good guy. He That's my only fear. Like... The, I mean I'm sure he has ego stuff like whatever she does too but I don't want him to get hurt and I don't I don't, I don't want her to write an album about there I want him I want him to wife her to change the to change, change the narrative and then I want her to find Jesus and I want her to write a worship album and a, write about being a mother because I can get on that train too to secretly all you Taylor
1: Swift fans are waiting on it to go bad because you guys want that song.
0: Yeah, well, it's funny, one of the owners here was like, she's already written a song. She's already written a song. Yeah, it's I was done. like about how amazing he is yeah, and like, how
1: much she's in love with him. But you know, I did, you know, I'm a, that is a fun fact about me. I'm a gossip girl. I get on TMZ. Like, I love, I, I just feed through it. Mm-hmm.
0: I've heard he's not a good guy. So, like, um, I hope she changes him. Is he like a, play, like yes, a, a I've player? Yes, I player to put it nicely. And I hope he's not. I don't know though. It's kind of cute because he made the bracelet and when he went to the concert with us, with her, with his phone number, and she like there was no way to get it to her. So now y'all know they probably they got ways. Oh, for sure, hundred (laughs) percent. But no, it's cute. But I, I, it's on my TikTok. It's on my Instagram. I can't. And then like Jacob was talking about it, and then it was on his TikTok, and then we were just, and I was like, I can't get out of this. You know when the guys are talking about it, it's serious. Well, well, we were. Huge football fans at our house, and um, we're more into NFL. Or I'm more into NFL than I am college sports. Forgive me, but and I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, so it's not at all associated. But I love to follow anybody's football stuff, any football documentary, absolutely anybody's feed on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And so we're both talking about football right now. But then you throw her in there, and like the NFL, like putting Taylor was here on their TikTok page, like. Literally, it's everywhere. She has entered a world I wasn't prepared for her to enter. And you you said something because
1: I was trying to explain this to my friend. She owns a boutique, and I was trying to explain to this her this last week. You know, football, I grew up with an older brother. So, of course, sports has always been our life, and football has always been my thing. Totally. And my mom has always said, Chelsea, you're never going to marry a guy because you know more about football than he does,
0: and that's embarrassing. But I will find it the most attractive, one of the most attractive I things about so, you. I so.
1: <laughs> but TikTok has changed the game, especially for me, because I love sports. I also love fashion. Yeah. And I love women empowerment in leadership, in being control. Now, the new thing on TikTok that I follow a lot, and I have a girl that I am obsessed with, and people know, but it's the wives the girlfriends of these NFL stars are making their own way Right. through their fashion, what they're totally. wearing and they are bosses. Right. Like they are bosses. And
0: I'm not a Brittany Mahomes family.
1: Oh no, 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 she no. she's you.
0: not, she's not that she's not classy.
1: If y'all have time. So I work in college football, but I love, I love, I love what I wear. It's a thing. On You can ask anybody on Tuesday on Saturdays. It's what Chelsea's wearing to the game. Mm-hmm. Texas, University of Texas do not like the Longhorns, but L'Oreal is the wife of Steve. She has her own following, y'all. Texas football posts about her on their social every Saturday because it's what she's wearing. Yeah. And she is a boss. She is her own businesswoman. And she has cultivated that program with the women.
0: This is what, uh, and we can get more into this later, this is one thing that I love about freaking digital marketing in general, it is the possibilities are absolutely endless and it's a blessing and it's a curse because one wrong move, you get yourself way screwed and canceled and it's over for you. God help us. But talking with people specifically with like influencers and using social media platforms and all that sort of thing, we can get into that later, but the audience specifically that she has and the opportunity that she has to be a national brand because she's associated. She built her way. She built her platform. She shows up. She's authentic. It's her face. It's her choices. Like, wow. Like who would have thought it? And I tell myself that like, you know,
1: I work in athletics and I work in marketing. It is a behind the scenes thing, but also, you know, I, I do a lot of the public relations. I'm in the community. That's part of my job. But I want to be true to who I am. And people know me by my personality, Mm -hmm. you know, by smiling. So I use MTSU as my building block, but to stay true to who I am, because I think that I feed off positivity. And Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, women that are doing that, you know, she's got a husband that's very well known. So she uses that to show her empowerment and show who she is Totally, because I don't think we always get that recognition.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think that that's where you built it's the Chelsea brand. Like, and again, this is, I, I could talk about this for hours and maybe we'll get more into it, but like creating an experience consistent with what people see on your social media platforms. Like I can trust that you're the same Chelsea behind a closed door when we're having a conversation like this as the, the person that I see and that is going to build like, know and trust. And then I'm going to want to do business where you do business.
1: And that's my biggest flaw. Like I, the one thing I've, I love Instagram. I love social media. I love following people, but when it comes to influencers, if I know that's not who you are, I'm not going to buy it. If you're promoting a product that I know you're not wearing, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to buy it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure for me, because I do know people follow me and I know, you know, that I'm making a name for who I am. Mm -hmm. I want people to be like, she's funny in person, which means she's funny on social. Like she's not putting on a front. Yeah. What I wear on some of my Instagram stories, I'm looking great makeup full, But then there's some that I'm like, yeah, if you see me in the community today, you know it's been rough. But I don't want to have a fake persona because the day that you go out in the community and you don't follow what you're doing on social, yeah, people are like, she's a she's fake.
0: Yeah, I can't. That's not that. how
1: you build people. And that's not how you build friends. You want people to be motivated by you. Well, and you. I
0: need to be able to relate to you. And exactly. if you are always, like, filtered and, you know, dressed to the nines and this that and the other and not it's not real like I want to know that you go to the grocery store too or that you got a flat tire today like that's just part of when I meet you then I know who, what I'm getting honestly so you've built quite the brand for yourself ma'am and yeah. I only see it just going up oh, I know what I'm about to get when you come in here I love that <laughs> about you um, this is my favorite part. Um, that was fun though. I get a little amped talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, a little amped. Um, I love celebrity gossip stuff, but anyway, uh, my favorite part is tree of trust, um, I always invite people into my office. I'm like, do you need a tree of trust? Like, do you need to be honest? Do you need to be authentic? Do you need to be vulnerable? What's made you mad? What's made you sad? What are you dealing with? Or what's something that's on your nerves? And this just creates a space where judgment's left at the door and you can share if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, So let me know if you want to start, if you want me to start. It's time to get in the tree of trust. I'll start. Um, I, I love that you're just like, duh, let's, let's go. go. I, like I
1: said, I'm very honest. I mean, my social is very honest. I love that. Um, we talked about me turning 30 mm-hmm. and I think this was a big year for me. Um, I've been through a lot and you know, a lot of my friends, my close family knows that I've probably been through more in five years that people should go through in a lifetime. Right. That's a lot of loss. Totally. It's, it's a lot more lost than anything. Um, and I have found I made sure like right before my birthday I wanted to take a reflection of myself and figure out what do I need to do to make myself happy? I'm always on the go. People, I have like, seven jobs. I seven jobs. I have them for fun, but I'm always working. I feel like that's what makes me happy, but I've realized that I was I'm running and running to run away. Mm-hmm. And I've learned I've learning, I don't only say to learn because I'm I grow in my devotionals every day to figure out, you know, where I'm being led and it's being calm. Mm-hmm. In my year 30, my word is calm oh. because I, I don't take time for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think well, I don't, I know um, I don't like being by myself. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a lot of emotions, a lot of hurt comes into me when I'm by myself, but God has told me you've got to deal with the hurt. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it is a reflection of being by yourself, taking time and and always on the go. And I, you know, I've let people tell me this and I love it that you're that strong and independent woman. And I, I follow you because you don't let a guy do this for you. you. You know, you're. But at some point, like I am 30.
0: Yeah.
1: And I've let that kind of be my thing where I don't want a guy because. You know, yeah. I want to be my own. But that is not what God wants me to be. Yeah. Like he wants me to have a family. He wants me to have a relationship. So it's learning to accept that yeah. and let walls down. Yeah. Um, One thing I experienced is in college, high school, my mom is, she's around the military so as part of her job. And so she was a very stern woman. Sure, yeah. She was very strict. I had an older brother, so very strict. So I wasn't allowed to date in high school. I wasn't allowed to go to sleepovers. And it was because my mom was, you know, I didn't really like her, but she was growing me into a person. And I remember going off to college and she's saying, you've got four years, me and your dad are paying for four years. If you fail, yeah. you're on your own. And I use that as motivation. But like any person, I got to college, I first time I've been away from my family, totally. just two and a half hours. But I had older friends that experienced a lot and it was they had boyfriends so I felt like I needed a boyfriend right and I caused a lot of hurt in my life a lot of relationships I shouldn't have been in from abuse um physical abuse mental abuse things that you shouldn't experience and I didn't experience that in my life my parents didn't go through that I didn't see my parents acting that certain way but I was like I've never been around it. So maybe this is, this is what they go through to be happy. Yeah. Um, and I have let that affect me when people kind of, you know, you let little things build to the big break. And I think that, and people saying, she's strong, you know, you're right. I don't need a man. Um, but that's something very vulnerable about me right now is yeah. letting walls down and letting people into my life.
0: Yeah. I think too, like, it is a defense mechanism, if, especially if you've been through stuff. Both, for not wanting to deal with the feelings because I, I'm also busy to distract from what's going on inside and it is almost like drugs. Like I just medicate by go, 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 go. And then when I stop, I go to sleep. And so it's like, I don't have to feel anything when I'm asleep. And so I can identify with that so much, but there's a defense mechanism to against feeling the feelings, but then also from like being loved well, because there's been hurt and there's been pain in the past and, it's almost sad that we have those relationships when we're younger because it just taints. It does kind of what your view and what your idea. And there's some, probably some fear there and some hesitation just because you're like, I don't want to do that again. Um, but I, I hope that in the time that you're able to kind of slow down that healing and that as you're calm and as you, listen and wait and, um, let God do whatever he's going to do and just rest and invite that in. There'll probably be difficult times with that, but I hope that it leads way to like a period of healing and that you'll just let somebody love
1: you well. I know. And, and it's also, (laughs) and I, I do that with my friendships too. I've, I've learned over the years. Um, I, I want tons of friends. But one thing that always goes in, some friends are just there for a season. Totally. I've had family members that I've had to realize are in my life for a season. Yeah. That's hard. I don't like that. I don't like that at all because they are your family. But some people aren't there to lift you up spiritually. Right. God says in the Bible, you follow people that are going towards me. We're we're disciples. We're supposed to have friends that disciple you to God and make you stronger. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to find out and realize and come to that conclusion that even your family members along with friends, that's not their purpose for you. Right.
0: And and you have to separate from that. Totally. And that's painful. And that that's a change that's not easy because those are people. Those are people. And then they you realize that they're drag. They're dragging you down, and they're not the best for you and what your goals are and what you're, you know, what you're striving towards. And that's a hard separation. The other thing I will say to you, um, a way that I envy where you're at at thirty years old is you didn't know he was about to get all this. Aha, uh, this is just like, I love don't, it. You don't need my advice, but I didn't know who I was and I needed a man to complete me whenever I was, you know, whenever I met my husband and it caused a lot of problems in my marriage. And so I think where you're at in advantages, you know who you are, you know, um, who God is. And, and that's the main number one thing in your life. This is so basic and you can just roll your eyes with me, but it will save you so much trouble in your marriage later on. Like, I love my husband. I wouldn't rewrite our story for a million dollars, but if I had given myself an extra seven years, we would have probably cost, we would have probably saved a lot of marriage counseling money and things like that because I was a pain in the butt because of insecurity and hurt and all this garbage that I hadn't dealt with. And then it was like, Oh, you're here. Fix it. Fix me. So there's a part of you being like, I don't need a man and being like, I want one, but I don't need one. I want
1: one, but I know I'm a pain in the butt. Like you but, know,
0: But you're probably not as big a pain in the butt as you could be. And honestly, like, it's actually funny because
1: I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, I know that I want my floor mops like this. I know I want okay. that dish in that dishwash like – it's the little things and I'm like, oh, I got to let somebody open
0: my door. Like, oh, listen, <laughs> we, you're like, going to get your socks rocked off. I, I feel I know, it coming. It's about to happen to you. And then <laughs> the rug is going to go. And then everybody's gonna be like, who is Chelsea anymore? She is a puddle mush in the floor. So sweet. And <laughs> she doesn't care that there's clothes on the floor. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that with no, me. Thank you. Listen, that, that's my kind of tree. I love that tree of trust. Thank you. Uh, my tree and trust is, tree of trust is a little bit more petty. Um, uh, sometimes I have a heavy one. Sometimes I have a petty one. I think I told him last week, uh, cause I had Kirby and Lacey in here last week. I think I told him that I don't like kids birthday parties. They're not my favorite. But anyway, I don't have kids and I don't like kids birthday parties. I love the kids. right. I will give you, I give kids the best presents, but don't don't make me come to the birthday party. That's not my tree this week. My, My tree this week is I am in vacation mode. And vacation mode at work is not the easiest because I um, I don't know if you do the Enneagram or if you follow. Oh, I do. What are you? A three wing two. Duh. You're totally <laughs> a three. I could have written that on your forehead when you came in the door. Um, I don't like to do that. That's rude. But I know enough about the Enneagram you know. to know. And so I'm a one on the Enneagram funny story when i met nina for the first time when i took her bike class for the first time she came over and i was trying to do my bike she's like let me just do it for you it'll go faster and i was like are you a one on the enneagram she goes yes i was like welcome i am too like that is exactly what i would that's my person right so that's the kind of person that i am like i'm about organization i'm about structure i'm about lists i'm about getting done like for lack of a better way of saying it And, um, that's how I am at work. Um, unfortunately that's how I am at home because I run my home. Like that's a part of my responsibility as a human. Um, but there's a couple places that I am not a one and I can feel myself begin to ascend into seven. I am a seven in health, which is like, let's party. Let's go on an adventure. I don't want to talk about feelings. I want to go do all the fun stuff. And that's what I am on vacation. That's what I am when I lead worship. That is what I am in like a fun creatives. And that's what I am in here. Like it's weird. Like normally I would send you a script we're gonna check these boxes when we go when we do the podcast I don't feel that in this space it's a very special sacred place um, and so I'm ascending into my seven but I still have like one work things to do <laughs> I have these I have responsibilities I do and so that turns into like a massive amount of nervous energy in my body so last night I worked till 10 30 and the night before that I worked till 10. But it's not from, it's like, I need to get this done so I can get into like my fun zone. Um, And so I'm not checked out by any stretch of the mean. If anything, it is in like overdrive, power drive. I'm hyper nervous energy, all the things. But um, I am a great version of myself with my husband and with my kids on vacation. And so I'm getting, I feel myself going into that mode. And likely whenever when I when we are on the drive back or like the night before we're packing, I descend back into
1: I'm the complete same person. Yeah. Um, anytime I'm getting ready to go on vacation, I I'm stressed. I'm mean and I don't like to admit it, but it's mean as in I've gotta have this done. Right. I cannot go on vacation if this is not done.
0: Do you pick up an extra project too at like home or something stupid oh, like that? Yeah. Like, oh what I'm am I gonna, doing?
1: I'm going to spot clean this house and when I walk in I'm not, not like I'm not going to throw my luggage there and leave it for five days when I get back. Me and you. But, um, I have a boss, a new, newer boss. He's been with me for about two years and he has kind of shown me how bad I am about it because you know, I'll be off to go on vacation. Yeah. You know, you use Wednesday as like your travel. We'll say I use Wednesday as a travel day and I'm checking my email or I'm saying something. He'll text me, turn it off. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not there yet. He goes, you're on your way to vacation, which means you're on vacation. Yeah. It's going to be there when you get back. And, yes. But it's me. Like, I need things to be in place. Yeah, I have a staff. I want to make sure they aren't worried about anything. I, know. I have a dog that is my baby. Yeah. Like,
0: I need to make sure he has all the food. Right. I need to make sure he has all the toys that he's groomed right for his dog sitter. Like, Don't I know you. I feel that so deeply. Um, the other thing, it was it was so funny because we were talking today on my out of office, like on the calendar, like the shared calendar, it says, Megan's out leave me alone and it's funny like I would never say that and and my boss looked at me today and was like you leave me alone exactly you're going to leave me alone you leave me alone and I was like okay And they were like "Bro, business level will survive without you I was like I am not so prideful to think that it won't I said but I need to make sure everybody has their stuff and that they know what I know about this that and the other and so that I can go away and relax or I don't Think, I don't want you to think that I'm failing because right. I'm on vacation. Or that I don't care. because I don't care because I'm on vacation. Yeah. I'm a, the moment my foot hits the ground, though, I'm out. Like, I've got, I've got to get out. Thursday, 11
1: p.m. <laughs> <laughs> we have a football game tomorrow, so it's going to be 11 p.m. But when mm-hmm. I touch back in Murfreesboro, I ain't vacation for where are you going vacation. Where are you going? It's a weekend. I'm just going to Knoxville. I'm
0: going to go see my parents. No, I mean, where are you going for the game?
1: Oh, WKU. So we're going to Bowling Green tomorrow. Nice. So nice hour and a half up there. Yeah. Get a little bit of work. You don't have to ride the bus, do you? Oh, no. Those sticky like, boys? No no no, 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 no. Um, But we'll go up there. I'll come back. And then at 11 p.m.,
0: I'll see everybody on Monday morning. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, good. I'm glad you'll be there. I'll be back next Saturday and nobody bother me. No one see (laughs) you. Um, well that was fun and we literally talked for 43 minutes and that makes me so happy. Um, so, uh, I could just talk to you forever. So thank you for being that uh, safe space and so easy to talk to. Um, We'll move into kind of the the more structured part of things, which is fun and good, but like I love just kind of riff or whatever. So uh, kind of what I want to talk to you about, we've we've talked a a little bit about what's unique about Murfreesboro, but I want you to tell us what you do, kind of what your background was, how you got into what you do currently, and a little bit about what your day-to-day is like.
1: Yeah. So, um, I went to school for marketing. Um, I knew, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Funny thing is that I had a friend in college. I changed my majors three times, Mm -hmm. no shame. Um, and he was like, this is the easiest major. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, cool, swap. So (laughs) marketing. And I didn't know what it entailed, but I knew I loved sports. Um, I had a professor that was really good to me and kind of showed me the way that, you love sports, you love marketing, there's a way to do it. Yeah. Um so I've worked from the ground up to just build my platform at MTSU. I went away for a little bit because my brother played baseball growing up and so I found a love of baseball. Like I love baseball, y'all. Yeah. So I thought I wanted to be a statistician. Like I wanted to be a woman that did stats for baseball.
0: Right. Like how weird is that? No, not at all. But um cuz then you could be an anchor. Yes, because tonight.
1: I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. That was that's my dream job. Not there yet, but I got what well, I still get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realized, you know, I want to go back to Murfreesboro and there was an opening. So I started as like a marketing, just a marketing intern. And that was just running game days, like giving out promotional items. Um, but now I actually oversee all the licensing of the university. So anything that's in a store that's printed with MTSU logo or the university logo. It's come through me. Like, so all the stuff y'all are seeing in Sam's and Costco and Dick's Sporting is go buy it because that's hard work to put that stuff in stores. Do you like
0: broker deals and all that jazz? So,
1: you know, we just go to them and tell them what our worth is of why you should put us in there. Yes. Murfreesboro, hometown team. All of you love Costco and all of you love Sam's. We all love a good deal. You should be in there. Right. Um, So that's a lot of what I do. A lot of NIL now, if you guys don't know, that's our student athletes making money. A lot of that's off merchandise. that's
0: name, image, and likeness. Yes.
1: Um, But they want people to buy their jerseys with their name on it. So getting that deal done and working through that. So merch, like I said, fashion. So that's kind of what my day-to-day is, is making, like, just getting in retail stores. But I am also work on the brand of MTSU, Mm. of athletic marketing. So being Blue Knighted. Blue Knighted was a marketing slogan that, you know, originated two years ago. And my goal with that was to unite Murfreesboro and MTSU. Yeah, I wanted you to be able to cross over 24 off medical center and there's MTSU there. And I'm not there yet because you guys will say you can go to Blackman and you might not see anything MTSU. Right. But I want you to be able to walk in any business and there's something about the university. And so that is my main day to day now is ribbon cuttings and just being out and letting people know who I am. And then the fun fact is, for you all that do come to MTSU Games, I am the MC host. So I love to make everyone laugh and have fun at games. But really, my day-to-day is just engaging this community with athletics and seeing why it's so essential.
0: When did they finally decide to just give you the mic at the Games? How long were you into your career before they were like, hey, here, just take it? honestly give the people what they want my
1: old boss we needed a person to be an MC, and she knew that I did it in minor league baseball for a little bit and she's like why don't you just try it out she's like you're not scared of the mic right and I did it and our athletic director comes up to me and goes that's your calling Right. and every year he's like are you doing it again and I was like well I've kind of outgrown that title like you know like I've got a busy day right but I love to make people happy and our fans love it. And honestly, it makes me happy to energize our fans and energize our student athletes. So I have fun.
0: Yeah. I hear you saying like, there's one thing about marketing that I love so much and, I hate, like, it's not advertising, it's marketing, like, marketing is different. It's telling the story, and so um, I hear you, like, a lot of people don't know, Middle Tennessee State University, correct me if I'm wrong, is the largest university in the state of Tennessee, and it is literally in the back door of your your house. Like, it is. And it's amazing, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. My husband's an alma mater, and so how do you feel like, like what kind of campaign, like what kind of conversation are you starting? Cause this goes into like engagement. This goes into that PR, like this goes into the communication and telling the story of MTSU. Like what's the story that you want to tell in order to get people on the bus
1: and the story. And you know, I've thought about this a lot. The story is you might not be an MTSU fan. Mm-hmm. You might not have went to MTSU. Now that's rare in bro but you might not have went to MTSU. Right. Um, I'm a South Carolina fan. Um, My mom and dad both graduated from there. So we are huge Gamecocks fans. But I went to MTSU Mm -hmm. and I'm a product of MTSU, which is why I'm in Murfreesboro. There is a statistic and I'm not going to say it because I don't really know the facts. But majority of graduates of MTSU do not leave Rutherford County or Davidson County. That's
0: why there's so many freaking people here.
1: I say you don't have to be a complete fan, but just think about when we play our football games, these hotels filling up, no these time. restaurants filling up, these students when they're on campus, they're eating, they're shopping. The revenue of this university has the most positive benefit of this community. Totally. And it's like if you give back and support, it just makes it grow yeah. more and more. And one thing I love to – I always compare is – Back in 2016, when our men's basketball team upset Michigan State, my big have, sports, I'm a big sports girl. So when they beat them, Google, we, it was like jumped 120% totally. of people typing in, where's MTSU? Yeah. What is MTSU? What do you think comes up? Murfreesboro, Tennessee, the university and missions, admissions went up Yeah, because of the athletics. And our university, our academics, y'all, is one of the best in the nation. I know. Our recording industry, our aerospace, all these things that I think if we just cultivate all of them into one yeah, and can just show the com- just our community, starting in our community, what MTSU means to Murfreesboro, means to the state of Tennessee, means to the nation. Yeah, I think starting in Rutherford County, because we have such pride with each other, that like this universe could be on the map.
0: I think you're a triple threat. Because you're a salesman. I'm sold. Like, there is no <laughs> questions asked about it. And so I look like, but I think you approach it. And I say salesman loosely. You tell the story, and I fall in love with the story. And that's what good marketing is. Like, you tell the story in a way that only you can tell it. You're a product of the product. You believe. Yeah. Um, You know what it's doing. Like it's undeniable what it's doing for Murfreesboro. And again, that kind of whole, like this is the home team. Like this is not the team you grew up rooting for, but you're a product of MTSU. This is your home. Like why are we not shouting it from the rooftops? Why are we not more supportive and that sort of thing? And so I love that. And you have an ability to tell a story in a way that makes a person fall in love. I'm sold you're a communicator. Like, like you have so much going for you. I
1: laugh when people all be talking about T-shirt. i be like, no, listen, I'm not asking you for money because I cannot fundraise to save my life. I'm scared to ask a person for a penny. No, but like, I, I'm going to go get I want to do it by myself. Right. So, but I can give you the story. I can give you the emotional feel. Yeah. I can tell you why MTSU means so much to me. Mm-hmm. I can help try to explain why it means so much to some of our student athletes that this is their one chance to get a degree. Totally. This is their one chance to make a difference. Yeah. Um, Community service. Our student athletes love community service. It's giving back Friday. We spent our Friday at black Fox elementary, just reading to the students and Stop we it. loved it. That is, but that's what they want to do. Yeah. They want to be in our community. That's, and it just makes them feel good. It makes us feel good. It makes our community feel like we're engaged with them mm-hmm. because we want them to see just as much
0: as we want to. Yeah. Well, they're not out, you have them give me a call at, from MTSU's marketing department today. I'll get you a raise because I think that you're incredible. I think that there's just so much more to I always say like if your brand is only a, a an aesthetic and if it only looks good, then you're missing the point. It's about telling the story and only the way that you can tell the story and having a heart, like a motive that's pure and good. And that is true. Um, and, and selling that, uh, for lack of a bit, like there's depth there and it makes sense like at the end of the day. So I think that that goes into why I love marketing. That was one thing that kind of, what made you fall in love with marketing that I think, you know, just talking about, believing in what it is that you're going out representing on a daily basis um, and telling the story and being a communicator and being able to do that with clarity and in a way that is fun and engaging and all of those sorts of things. That's what I love the most about marketing. I don't know if there was any other sort of love story for you about marketing.
1: No, but I will say, um, like you said, I'm an instructor at Garage Bar Mm -hmm. and I think as you had Kirby and Lacey on here last week, they are somebody that I look up to because of how they marketed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I went there because they talk about confidence yeah. and building you up. And when I walked through those doors, that was the one thing I needed in life. I needed to feel empowered, to feel like I had someone in my corner. Totally. And it's crazy to say I probably have about 300 women in my corner because mm-hmm. there's so many of us. And there's I, no bull- crap with no there's not and Mm -hmm. if you what you see on social media is what you get when you walk in that studio and that's what made me want to be a part of it because we are all genuine like you said nina's a one yeah she's straight to the point right but it's love like totally she is literally my complete opposite but she gives me something that i need yeah when i'm in her classes it's something that the tough love that you are enough that you're strong i love her and that she's going to challenge you. And you know, you need that sometimes. Totally. And then, you know, we have Sarah who is loves on you, just holds you and wants to, she's just so light with her words that just yeah. makes you want to love on her. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you just want to walk in there and just feel loved. Yeah. So, and I think all those women serve a purpose. It's the women that come through the doors to work out that give us what we need sometimes Right. that their marketing is what drove me to them.
0: No. And I told them that I was like, I always use y'all as an example because your branding get built overnight, but you created an experience consistent with what you told people they were going to get when they oh, came yeah. in the door. There's no fake. And I think that's all, like, don't, do not sell me a facade. Like, don't sell me something that's real. Don't sell me something that's corporate. Don't sell me something, or not real. Don't sell me something that's not real, that's corporate, that's hollow. Like, there's no meaning or heart behind it. And you can't
1: do that now, because you're going to fail, because what do we do when we leave Garage Bar every day? We're posting it on social. Totally. Social is your...
0: They got some built-in influencers.
1: That's why they don't need it. This is a trick. This is a trick. This is a trick. You know, I'm probably sharing secrets, but it's probably not a secret, but they hire from within. Mm-hmm. So all of us instructors that are instructing, we're members of Garage Bar. I believe
0: in because that. Because
1: they know who you are. We value them. We want to be there. And it aligns with your brand.
0: I think that's wise, too, where MTSU would hiring an alumni. I hope they would. Oh, they
1: do. Right. Oh, Oh, that they laugh because half of us are alumni there That's, I mean, but, but I, we're
0: their biggest brand exactly um, let's see what is a common misconception and misconception people have about your job and what you do I think a misconception
1: is well when it comes to MTSU is making selling tickets mm-hmm. like that is my job I, don't get me wrong revenue and, sell, and selling things is my job everybody has a bottom line you know you got a bottom line I got a goal to meet I gotta pay my year. bills but I do it in a way where I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to force you to buy an $18 um, game ticket. I want to show you why you should buy an $18 game I ticket. I want to tell you why. I want I want to give you the experience. Um so I think that that's a big misconception like yeah. or that you know I sit and, you know, we tell things that might not be true. Like we're just promoting, oh, this coach is the greatest coach and everything that, you know, I tell my team, we put out is the truth. Yeah. If we're post like I post about my staff, I post about my coaches because we truly do love each other. Yeah. And it's and I want my fans to see that when I talk about our football coach, about how he treats the people in the workplace and how he goes and how he talks to people, how he treats people. That is genuine. Yeah, it's genuine.
0: I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit about, so uh, Borough Business Lab uh, owns Society 615, which is an influencer agency. Uh, this is something that's very new, super innovative. A lot of people don't really understand how it works. Um, I want to know why you like it and why you think it's a big deal. I like it because
1: really when I started, I don't, I don't like to say I'm an influencer. I mean, everyone's an
0: influencer. You can't help yourself. You
1: can't help yourself. But if I'm going to be an influencer, I'm going to influence. I I wanted to be positive. So really kind of when I started really sharing on social, like Mm -hmm. personal, personal things is when health became a factor with me. Um, I was having really bad reactions and ended up being gluten. It was a wheat allergy. Yeah. So I was like, oh, there's tons of people that are going through this. And then it was the same month at church we were fasting, and I decided I was going to be vegan. Not vegan. I was going to go dairy free. Yeah, like I have to have some kind of meat, uh-huh. but I was going to be dairy free. So that month, I started posting about what I was eating, like the different kind of dairy free options, the gluten options, and people were writing me and were like, "Oh, I love this!" And I was yeah. like, "Wait, people actually look at what I'm doing?" Mm-hmm. And then my friend owns a boutique, and she asked me to take pictures for her one day, and yeah. it's turned into, it's turned into. Chelsea, what are you wearing from there today? Like, it's turned into people want to know, which lets me know that it's positive influencing. Right,
0: right. I think one thing, too, not to mention, I because obviously there's lots of different um, in the variety of influencers, but um, we we talk about this all the time. Like, I'm a mom. I'm the decision maker in my household. And if somebody that I know that I can relate to that has a gluten and dairy allergy, post that they're using this product. I'm going to trust that. And I'm going to go get it because of the nature of the audience. I'm, I'm the person that's looking on Instagram. I'm a person that's looking on Google. I know you, I follow you. I thought it was funny that you, you know, lost your grocery order this week or whatever other thing I connect with you. So I'm more likely to buy that. same with chance. Culp that comes to Girls bar now. Like oh, she tells me she gets, my girl. It's for real. Like she tells me to get the pants off Amazon. I want three. Pairs I want her
1: because she look good and, exactly. and she's
0: real y'all. Like,
1: She's real, and that's something I like about it. Right. Because now she might be making a career of selling stuff. I don't know, but never is my goal for you to go buy what I'm putting on social media. No, but I trust you. But you trust me. My goal is not to be like, I'm about to make, guys, I make $0 off social media. Let's be real. That's not my goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is to be like, hey, I like this. And so I think if you want it, I'm going to share it with you. Totally. I'm not going to hold on what I like. Right, right. Y'all know I'm coffee drinker.
0: I love coffee. I'm going to sh- tell you that I use an espresso every day Like, because yeah. I want you to go get it. Right. Well, and I think too, as a business owner, this is, I mean, this is what I do. I, I get to talk with business owners about the benefits of influencer marketing, but it's so new. Like it's a really hard thing to help people understand, but I always put it in terms of, uh, let's say we start a campaign of with four different influencers and each of them have 1200 followers and they all have an experience with you. You have instantly reached 4,800 people. Yeah. Did I do math right? You did. You did. (laughs) Which is good. But I mean the reach on that is a lot of the times it's hard to wrap your brain around that type of reach, and I
1: think a false narrative is that people think that influencers want twelve thousand followers and all these things. Right, that's not true. If you get agree. on my Instagram, I have twelve hundred followers. That's what I'm saying, but there are twelve hundred people that I know that are like, I. It's a
0: genuine either following. I don't know them
1: or it's a genuine following, uh-huh. and that we just want to create. I can't make a reel to save my life. It takes twenty hours, and I get upset about <laughs> it. I don't do TikTok. I've tried that. That's just not who I am. So it's sticking true to who you are as an influencer. And for me, I love sharing what I'm wearing today or what miss. I- I'm the queen of bad luck. That's really where my social media comes from. I'm the queen of bad luck. <laughs> and people love to know what has went wrong with Chelsea for the day.
0: Listen, so it's like, I like, it's just also, fun. I also want to see what you're wearing to the game. Or seeing
1: what I'm wearing to the game. But also it is... I spill my coffee 12 times. I'm going to tell you in the cart. this is going to be a bad day, y'all. spill Like, uh-huh. I'm just letting you into my life.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that... But I. That type of platform along with Chance and other moms that might have kids that are similar to my age or uh, what have you, for whatever reason I'm following you on, if, if you are promoting or vouching for an experience or a product or a service I'm more likely based on your recommendation to go and experience that or buy it for myself.
1: Exactly. One thing that I like about Chance when I went and looked at one of her videos was she is in a health kick where Uh she's went to the doctor and they say you need to be a little bit more healthy. And she's real. This is nasty. I don't like it. Yeah. But I'm going to eat it. And she talks about the things that she makes and she's like, you know, it's not. It's not that I really want to do it, but I got to do it. So then I'm like, okay, well, she says that. Like, I'm going to make myself do this. And she comes up with fun ways to be healthy, fun uh, ways to eat,
0: fun things, things that I want to try. A plug for a local business. I went to, so she had a, a burger. The burger. From, the burger. Don't you know I went and had Okay, that. see, that's where you're. You, you, that's a local that's business. That's a local
1: business. And she influenced it because that burger that she ate look like it Dude, came from five guys. It is so
0: good. Go get one today. And it was vegan,
1: y'all. It was so See, that's good. what I'm saying. Like, and she didn't mean to, she literally got on there just to talk about a burger. She and was she eating. And she
0: was not, and she and was will real. not lie. And she wasn't
1: going to lie. Uh-uh. And she, but she wasn't trying to influence us to go. Like
0: she was just, it was natural it was natural but it was good and i went there (laughs) juicy juicy it's juicy you you just got influenced by ladies of the lab because uh it was yes i was sad when it was over it was that good so go get one today um well this is fun and i'm sad that it's over know, this was great um but anyway i'm just so privileged to have you um as a representative of mtsu as another woman that's in marketing that we can kind of shoot the bull and shop talk um we can talk about influencer agencies society 615 like what what your approach is to that and why you see that it's valuable um church and all the things it was just really fun i think you should come back i know i would
1: love this i love the podcast world i always said i want to do a podcast okay but, well yeah. is this your first one yes i've never been on a podcast
0: before i know what an honor (laughs) i have gotten so anyway i'll tag uh, chelsea on social media um in this episode so that you can go and check her out so that you can see when she spilled her coffee on herself or what she's wearing to the game or where she's going on vacation um but anyway hopefully you guys um enjoyed this uh let us know what your favorite part was in the comments and as always i will talk to you next week Bye!